Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. We haven't yet done the introduction and we've been yapping for a while. I don't know if that's going to be included or not, or if it might be a very special extra bonus behind the scenes video that you'll get at a later date. Surprise! Will it? Will it not? Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out after we edit. <laughs> Yeah, but today we are going to be discussing uh, Tamayomi, but before we get into that, a very special all-girls baseball anime, we are just going to have a bit of a chat for a while, talk about some news and behind-the-scenes stuff, and then we'll jump into discussion. Yeah, so how are you? I'm doing pretty good. We are recording this later in the week than we normally would. Actually, running it very close to the day it needs to be released, we're right on the edge here because uh, I had no internet, which was great fun. It was great fun. Yeah, Blue Blue entered the Stone Age I yesterday. Did. I did. <gasps> you were Doctor Stone. I was. Yeah, I went. I went back to it, which means that I also haven't caught up on any Doctor Stone because. I was struggling to get this in in time and to make sure I'd watch this because, yeah, I hadn't, I had zero internet. Normally, the day that we record is the time where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is where I'm gonna watch a load of episodes. And I had a bit of, bit of a tough week anyway because I had a psychology appointment that had been like just really draining, you know, a good appointment mm -hmm. but really draining. So I didn't watch yeah. it when I was had scheduled originally that I was gonna watch it, and then my backup plan failed because the internet went down because I live in. The middle of nowhere, so badly so, that there's only two internet providers out here. Like, only two, like, the cables for it, for two of them. So they can't, no other internet providers can even, like, start up here because they don't have the actual hardware <laughs> to be able to run another internet provider. Mm -hmm. And the second internet provider had only actually just established themselves last summer. And so the vast majority of the people in my town run off of the first internet provider, right? Because the second one's mm -hmm. so new. And they were down for eight hours for maintenance. And then they would come back on for a little bit and then they would go down again. And But because of COVID and everyone working from home and remote working, it would then, they would go back online, there would be a surgence of people that would all of a sudden use the internet and then everything would crash again. Oh. My goodness. Yeah. So, welcome to rural Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll get some more internet providers coming out here and and installing stuff to help that out. Phone providers as well, because our our phone wires and cables stuff quite often go out as well. Mm hmm. Because, but yeah, it's just one of those things where the town is growing really quickly because Canada's population is growing pretty quickly. I mean, we have a very, very small population for landmass to a lot mm -hmm. of places. Very, very small. Because I think we have about 30 million people in Canada and there's, what, 300 million in America? Something like that. It's Actually, I think like America that. is closer to like 500 to 600 million, give or take. Yeah, something like that. It's like Canada is about 10% of the population of America. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And, um, and but yeah, but so because of that, these small pockets of towns are growing quite rapidly as people emigrate to Canada and as the Canadian population has more kids because, yeah, we have the space for it. And um, uh, Canada is not sustainable off of its own population. We need to have immigration to be able to sustain our growth rate right now. And mm. so, uh, yeah, we've been getting a lot of immigrants, which I am an immigrant here, so I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, it's seeing all these small towns growing so rapidly that nothing can kind of keep up with it mm -hmm. the population increases but like yeah yeah everything else is kind of lagging behind mm -hmm. so like we don't have a clothing store in my town but we have a quite a decent sized population like bordering on city population now mm -hmm. but we don't have a clothing store like that's that's just how quickly things are growing you know but yeah get on it canada yeah. get on it what else? What else did I do this week? Nothing much. Nothing much. It was my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Happy birthday, dad. Mm -hmm. And and that's about it. What about you? So, went and got a new tennis racket today. Nice. That was fun. Mm -hmm. My arm is very tired after playing with it a lot. I'm going to have to get used to that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm planning on playing in tournaments, I can already tell you, after playing for an hour, I didn't think I could keep going. So. Yeah. 
How many? No, that. But learning proper form, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. How many stages are there in like your average tournament around where you are? What do you mean? Like, how many games would you have to play? So two is how the tournaments around us work. So mm-hmm. you play two matches, and then after that, you get a rank, and then the next tournament, you play two more, so on and so forth. Okay. So then it and becomes then your rank like is a... just based off of your win loss record. Oh, okay. And then it and then as your rank grows, then the, I mean, you might like, be able to play in like bigger, better tournaments that come around. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how it works. Okay, interesting. But I guess as I play more and get more competitive and get more weight off, I'll so it's kind of like figure all that out. Mini leagues in a way. You Pretty know? much. Yeah. yeah. And you're competing in your league, and then you'll either get relegated or not. Hmm. I mean, maybe if you get ranked high enough, then, you know, you might be able to enter, like, other more slightly prestigious tournaments. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how it works. All I know is I pay 40 bucks. I compete. No matter what, no one wins any money. <laughs> yeah. That That's literally all I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fun, though. That but sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's just a chance to go out, network, meet more people, and ultimately just play tennis. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So it is... It is fun, especially in the middle of a pandemic. It's a very COVID-friendly sport, so mm-hmm. I can definitely see why it's picked up so well and it's kind of booming. Yeah. Have you ever played golf? I've tried golf. Mm-hmm. I'm shit at golf. <laughs> Actually, let me rephrase that. My short game in golf, like my chipping and putting, is good. Mm-hmm. Everything else is shit. Do you think that your tennis will increase your golf skills? No. <laughs> it's two very different... You need to play cricket. Forms. I mean, as good as I was at baseball, I felt like cricket would be fun. Cricket's so much fun. I had a great time playing cricket. Tell you what, whenever one or the other visits the other, you need to teach me how to play cricket. Oh, it's been a long time since I played, but I will do my best. I believe in you. You are now Blue Sensei. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, cricket's a lot of fun. Uh, you, If you're not used to working with a cricket ball, though, I feel like you could hurt your hands pretty bad. Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't have a mitt or anything. And you have to, like, yeah, you're catching with your hands. So it's just, like, more technique. So you mm-hmm. can catch and, like, absorb. It's really, you know, in, ba- in baseball, you do kind of absorb with the mitt, but you also take a lot of the impact with the mitt. Uh, The mitt takes most of the impact because yeah. where you catch it, you catch it in the mesh in yeah. between the thumb and the rest of your fingers. Mm-hmm. If you actually take it on your hand, it hurts like a bitch. Yeah, so that's that's with cricket is that you're you're taking it with your bare hands, and so you have to know the way to to catch without like to absorb the impact, mm-hmm. so that you like move with the ball, so that you don't try and hit a the ball onto the flat surface of your hand and like not have it any give it any give because that'll just hurt <laughs> and it'll bounce out of your hands. Yeah, I'm gonna, now you're gonna have me watching random cricket videos on how to get good at cricket. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I bet. I bet it is. I've, the only thing I know about cricket is from watching NCIS. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, so I did a thing this week that I may or may not be proud of, depending on how you want to view it. Okay. I restarted the Demon Slayer manga. Mm-hmm. And I finished the Demon Slayer manga. <laughs> well. Well, there you All go. All two hundred and five chapters are officially in the books. Well, good for you. I can't really blame you. I've done that kind of thing before as well. <laughs> it's like, do I have time to do this? No. Am I going to do this though? Yes. Yeah. I've stayed up way too late this week, just reading and reading. In fact, I slept maybe an hour and a half last night just so I could finish it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was good fun. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I cried. It was wonderful. And if my pacing idea is right, I know where the second season is going to end. Ooh, interesting. So I'm I'm excited to see the reactions of how everything is going to go. And I can also highly recommend the manga. I know we all spoke very highly about the first season whenever we watched it last year. It won our anime of the year, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So. 100% recommended. I'm also looking forward to it, to the film dropping in the States either next month or the month after. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming over to us film-wise, anime film-wise. 
Mm-hmm. And then Violet Evergarden at the end of this month, and then Demon Slayer should follow shortly thereafter if it follows the same pattern that it did in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think that Sailor Moon movie is going to be coming over soon as well. Yeah, bring that to me. I'm ready to go watch it and cry because <laughs> Janessa said she cried, and I know I'm a big old bitch whenever it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> Speaking of... It's almost time for my yearly rewatch of Your Lie in April here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it is. It's gone by so fast already this year. It really has. I can't believe it's already halfway through March. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, where's Where's the time gone? It's honestly, you blink and you miss it. It It really is. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think that as this episode goes out, we've been doing this for a year. Like, this is the first episode after our one-year anniversary. It is. It is. I I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. And I, I'm, like, really proud of us for our consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't missed a week. We've uploaded more than just once a week. Yeah. Like, this is episode 57. So we are technically going above and beyond, plus ultra, as one might say, for an anime <laughs> right? podcast. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, that's a good idea for a fucking like spinoff podcast, the plus ultra podcast. It would be, yeah. Big brain. If anybody takes that, you owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all I've done this week. My week has been uneventful. I'm officially on vacation, so I don't need any eventfulness. I just want to chill and relax because I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am also looking for. I've had a, I've had a lot of paperwork and like filing stuff recently. That's just been really draining. And mm-hmm. I've got something really creative happening around the corner, and I'm just waiting for like all of the paperwork to go and get that mm-hmm. done so then I can work on this really creative project and just have a really, really good time with that. And uh, it's something that I will hopefully be able to share with you guys in a couple of months and get your guys' feedback and opinions on. And it's it should be something that, that would be pretty interactive with, with the audience of the podcast. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited for whatever said project is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's... Oh, I went snowboarding as well. I did the snowboarding thing. That was fun. Um, Look at you go. I know. Are you, are you wearing your brace? I did not wear my brace and I hurt myself again. Baka, 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 baka. Yep. And uh, I actually hurt myself in a different way than just my wrist. But um, I didn't hurt my wrist as badly this time because I didn't fall and jar it. But um, yeah, I managed to like tuck it in. But it did still feel sore the next day. But um, oh, my goodness. Baka. I was undoing my bindings on my boot and I bent my nail back when I was Ooh. doing it and because I was wearing a glove and it snapped, um, the glove mm-hmm. like caught on the edge of the nail. So I went to take mm-hmm. my glove off because I was like, ow, I just ripped my nail and it tore my nail even worse. So I, for the first time in my skiing slash snowboarding career, <laughs> it's not a career, but like experience time, mm-hmm. um, I had to go to the infirmary section place and uh, get a couple band-aids to wrap up my nails so it wouldn't tear next time I put it in my glove. Ooh. Yeah. You you poor thing. I know. Again, wrap, wrap yourself in bubble wrap whenever you go snowboarding. It was really funny, though. You know better. We've been over this. I do know better. But uh, that one I couldn't help. Well, I should have clipped my nails before I went. I knew I should have, and I didn't, because that's the kind of thing that happens where you don't clip your nails. But... Um, <laughs> but it was really funny because i was leaving because it was um like covid protected so you had to ring the doorbell and then they would come out and assess whatever the situation was because obviously if you're approaching the health hut i don't know it's like a separate building to the cabin Mm -hmm. and it's yeah where they have their paramedics and stuff if you're approaching there of your own free will you're generally not as badly injured as someone who is getting pulled up on a skidoo right Mm -hmm. so um, you ring the doorbell and then someone comes out and they basically ask what your problem is, like what they can help you with. Um, and she came out and she gave me a couple of band-aids. And then a little while later, while I was like, while she was wrapping up my finger, because obviously, even though it was just a broken nail, she was the, the had to do it so that she couldn't be held responsible for anything. Like, she had to be the one to apply the first aid, you know? Mm-hmm. But as she was doing that and we were talking about how painful broken nails are, this, like, 13-year-old lad 
comes out from the building with his entire arm in a sling. In like, you know, one of those like wood square or like stiff cardboard like trays that they put people in. They put people's mm-hmm. arms in and then like the fabric sling. And he was laughing and having the best time with his possibly broken, destroyed arm. I don't know what happened. He was just having the best time and there I was complaining about a broken nail and I felt so stupid. <laughs> it was it, oh, yeah, it was man. one of those moments where I was like, huh, it's all relative, huh? But it did hurt and I knew I had to wrap it up. Otherwise, next time I took off my glove, it would just tear worse. And mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, it's nearly grown out now, which is nice. Well, at least you're getting better. Yeah. Going snowboarding again on Tuesday, which will be fun. Mate. Mm-hmm. I will wrap up. What are we going to do next time? I'll bubble wrap. <laughs> I just try to get as many runs in before the season ends, you know? Oh, I can't I can't say I blame you on that mm-hmm. at all. You, you deserve to get out and have some fun because last year you worked yourself to fucking death. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so enjoy it. Enjoy your fun. I will. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. News? News. So... The Ancient Magus Bride is actually getting a new anime. It's getting a three-part film story launching on September 10th. Wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either. I figured, you know, where it wrapped up, it was going to just kind of stay wrapped up. But not only is it getting like a new continuation in that three-part piece, but it's also getting a new studio. Oh, who's doing it? I didn't see that part. <laughs> I don't know if it's even officially been announced yet. Right, it's just different. Because I think I looked for it and didn't see it. Either that or Anime News Network is just dumb. <laughs> I don't know. They're not dumb. That's where we get all of our wonderful news. They're nice people. <laughs> They're Thanks nice for people. giving us stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really interesting. Because in my mind, that was one of like that's one of the ones that I think, oh, that's a really good finished series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually thought about scheduling it just to schedule it, because I know it's a really well-liked series, and I really enjoyed it. Visually, it's stunning. It is very stunning. Mm -hmm. And the premise of it, it starts off like you think it's going to be really dark, and then it just takes a turn. Yeah, it's one of those, um, you know, like Beauty and the Beast Stockholm Syndrome question mark vibes? It's one of those, where you're watching it, and you're like, ah, and you get wrapped up in the story, and it's really cute, and then... um, you start to question psychologically about the situation, but in the end, it's just, I don't know, it's really good. I like it a lot. And I think that things can be explained, but like, you can't help that thing in the back of your mind every now and again being like, eh. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's good though. It's And it's so, so pretty. Like, I, it's one of those ones that I think of when you think of like, ah, oh, what's one of your favorite visual animes? That's one of the ones that, that comes into my head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it is very pretty. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't say I blame you on that one mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So Fruits Baskets, the final season, has officially been slated to start airing on April fifth. Yeah, I feel like they're they're pushing this out quick. They are, and it feels weird to have or to just know that so much stuff is wrapping up right now. Mm-hmm. Because Attack on Titan wraps up in two weeks. I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> the direction they're going is interesting question mark but it's it's a good shout i like where it's going Mm -hmm. um so i don't know because i feel like the reboot just started yeah i feel like because what is this the third season uh yes yeah third season of the reboot because the original just had 26 episodes and it was done and then it's like okay reboot it Mm -hmm. i feel like this the the reboot has come out within what two years three years Mm -hmm. Like, it was year after year after year, and I think the second season was too core. Yeah. So you had 12 or 13 episodes, then 25 or 26, and then here they are already with the third season. Yeah, that's so And the final season of it. It is, but also I felt like the popularity of Fruits Basket just took off because of the second season. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you- So it's, it's interesting to see how a good reboot- could just completely take off a series or even just a second season because look at Mm ReZero and Mm Kaguya-sama like a second season of something can just absolutely skyrocket the popularity of something 100% completely agreed I feel like you even kind of saw that in Haikyuu I feel like the second season was what propelled the first season Mm-hmm. And it's still going. Yeah. Like, Haikyuu is nowhere close to being done yet No, and yeah, I just I feel like Fruits Basket has has been really like fast and furious in the way that they have 
pumped out all of those episodes and not just the episodes but like the merchandise and the advertisements mm-hmm. and the the memes and how whoever's part of their marketing team has done a really good job of just making it available to everybody in every form for the mm-hmm. period of time i don't know if they if they had like in their brains had already decided that it was going to be like a short and sweet thing in the sense that like they're not going to like Attack on Titan dragging it out over how many years and you know like well Attack on Titan that wasn't its fault no. I think the studio knew what they wanted to do with it but they were they were such a small studio mm-hmm. starting out yeah like it literally took them four years to make the second season mm-hmm. whereas you see studios like that do My Hero Studio Bones doing My Hero and they come out with a new season every fucking year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just comparatively to that, and they just keep going bigger and bigger to the point to where they just had to give the show to a different studio just so they could actually finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's gonna be weird. I'm I'm gonna be intrigued to see what replaces Fruits Basket in not just in like the anime world, but in like the merchandise world. Uh, I can see that. I'm definitely interested to see what could potentially take its place, although. You never know what's going to spring out of nowhere, though. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of right now it's filling the cute boy market. Mm -hmm. The pastels and cute boy market, I feel like, is being filled with Fruits Basket right now. Yeah, I can can definitely see that. Yeah, and when this comes to a close, it's going to be interesting to see what fills that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. And then last piece of news, although it's not even really a, I mean... Technically news? I don't know. I found it news, and it made me happy. Mm-hmm. So, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 1's dub is finally out. Oh, that's fun. I can't wait to sit down and rewatch it dubbed, just because the dub is great. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Although, not good for you, because I think it makes it slightly more cringy. <laughs> but it's wonderful. I love it. It's a great time. Yeah, half of the- Again, sucks for you, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Half the reason why I, I like subbed is because it gives my brain that extra stimulation that I need to keep me paying attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same for all like ADHD people, but I find movies and TV and stuff quite difficult to sit through because I just get bored. And mm-hmm. or like, well, it's not necessarily that I get bored. Something can be really entertaining, but my brain will just fixate on something else. Mm-hmm. And or I'll just I'll like one of the characters will say a line and that line will get me spiraling into a thought thing. And then before I know it, it's been 15 minutes and I haven't caught any of that information, you know. But see, my brain works like that sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, we're just going to go. Oh, shit. Anime episodes. over. Yeah. <laughs> but when something is subbed, it kind of forces me to pay attention because I have to read the words. Mm-hmm. So it gives me that like dual stimulation that i need to be able to keep focus on it i find that i generally in like other forms prefer things that are subbed anyway like i like foreign films or french canadian films or whatever because it it gives me the same thing as Mm -hmm. to like keeping me focused so i that's my personal preference on subs i can i can see that Mm -hmm. it definitely makes sense Mm -hmm. and plus typically the voice acting and everything else just makes it that much better subbed Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot more emotion and passion put into it yeah and that is at no, like, that's at no fault of the English dub actors at all. I think it's more or less just a perception thing. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, there are voice actors that I'm just absolutely attached to, like Sabat. Like, I will always watch My Hero Academia dubbed because Sabat, as All Might, is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You can't, in fact, that's the one character that is the reason why I prefer the dub over the sub is because of that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's just preference. I can understand the ADHD, the ADHD thing. <laughs> yeah. Making it like making it more appealing or much easier for you to watch. But there are just some things for me to where it's just dubbed or nothing. Yeah. Although I'll always watch the sub first because it's usually out two or three days early. And I'm not getting shit spoiled for me. Especially <laughs> with how the next season seems like it's going. Yeah. Hell no. I'm not having jack shit spoiled for no. me. Not after Attack on Titan. No more. Watch it all. Exactly. That's it. That's all I got for news. That's all you got for news. Okay. Should we? I feel like I feel like let's just jump into Tamiomi today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Background manga. It's actually still currently running. It's been running from April 2016 to present for a total of eight volumes. It was written by Mountain Pu Pukuichi. Pukuichi. Mm -hmm. Yes, that. (laughs) 
which surprisingly for this thing to only have 12 episodes and no second season planned, it's interesting for it to have that much content. And yet there's no, seems like there's no second season in work in the works. Yeah. Well, this season obviously came into some uh, little bumps in the road with COVID, Mm -hmm. which is visually apparent throughout the anime. Which part of me wonders, because when this came out, if they were working on it week to week, mm-hmm. or what the, or if that was always the plan from the beginning, because they are, the studio has not done a lot of works going into it. In fact, nothing in their, like, chronological thing that I pulled up has, I don't know any of them. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely... I'm not sure if it was just the studio as to why visually there was some stuff on this that was lacking. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that there are some style things that they could have done differently to not hinder the overall viewing experience that much. Yeah, I feel like in a way this is kind of like them putting feelers out there mm-hmm. to see how well a female-based baseball anime would do or a female based Mm -hmm. sports anime would do because in general sports animes are centered around male teams Mm -hmm. um or male individuals and although there are a few exceptions to the rule they are like far and few between right and nothing really super modern i feel like has come out that has been this big like has that has been big since kind of like the haiku and and free and and all these things have like taken sports world by storm. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's been so little content for female based sports animes that this is still them kind of like testing the waters on how well something would be, how how well something mm-hmm. would do. And so yeah, and uh, like I guess they were just like, well, we need to continue releasing episodes and not pause like a lot of other shows did because we will then possibly like interrupt our data that we're getting from this or we could lose any hype that we've gotten our anime could kind of get forgotten compared to the other big shows that have come out you know it, people might not get back to it i feel like that's that's probably where they were where they were at with it i don't know i mean maybe again i'm not i'm not sure how they did production whether it was week to week or if it was already made before they released it yeah, I feel like it was made week to week, specifically because of episode four. Maybe. But again, a lot of it could have, and we'll get into it whenever we actually talk about the show, but there's a lot of things that could have been done differently to, again, just save the overall appeal of the show, because I I enjoyed it. The story was good. The voice acting was good. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voice acting was good, dubbed and subbed, yeah. because I started it subbed, and I was like, oh yeah, the dub, I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. And so I swapped to the dub, and both of them were really good. In fact, I almost preferred the dub over the sub mm-hmm. by the time it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it was it was a really good watch. It's just the CGI animation just made me want to vomit. Yeah, that yeah, the uh, it, it, that's a that's a topic that we will get to. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it because it was mm-hmm. it was a fun watch. Yeah. So. Any more background? So the series was directed by Toshinori Fukushima. Mm-hmm. They their prior works that they've done, this really looks like the just first full director thing that they've done. However, they have done episode directing for some of our favorite stuff. Yeah. Food Wars. Ooh. Your Lion April. Ooh. And One Punch Man. Interesting. But yeah, they did an episode of One Punch Man, they did three episodes of Food Wars, and they did an episode of Your Lion April. Mm-hmm. It was made by Studio ACAT. Mm-hmm. And again, as previously mentioned, they don't have any notable works, at least to my knowledge. However, their works they have done are Frame Arm Girl, Taisho, maybe Usaline. I'm not even fucking taking a crack at that last one. Pastel Life, Overdrive Girl, One Sixth, and LBX Girls. Right. And their works, they literally just started production on Frame Armor Girl on April 3rd of 2017. Okay. And so that was their first work. So they're a young studio. Mm-hmm. They are. And, and so maybe that's potentially why the 
CGI was so noticeable, I'm not sure. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to go check out their first work compared to now and see how much it's changed. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm curious, because the art style of the show itself, I loved. Like, it was very visually appealing. Yeah. It was just the switch to 3D to where it's like, Yeah. So, okay. But, background. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's based around, as we have previously mentioned, if you don't know, it's based around a group of basically all first years, except for two, high school students, at an all-girls high school. And they are forming a baseball team to compete. And uh, they are dealing with personal relationships, prior history with the sport, some elements of sports psychology, learning the sport, a lot of them are newbies, and also dealing with this element of the school's prior reputation around the team, because the team that was uh, that was previously there the previous year ended up getting put on hiatus, and a lot of the members of the team either quit or transferred schools or all sorts of different things and dispersed from the team because of a prior situation that resulted in this hiatus. So it's just like a regular sports anime centered around Yomi, who is our main character and a pitcher. And she is, yeah, she's making friends with everyone and they're competing in the prefectural tournament to then progress into nationals and whatever if we get more seasons in the future. I hope we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole anime takes place from about, from the beginning of the school year to summer and the start of the tournament. So it's... So about three months. About three, yeah, about three and a half months, um, which I feel like is, I feel like it's paced pretty well. It is. It's, some of it's a little jarring at times, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really not that bad. It's not that bad. And they do... I feel like when they do kind of skip time, they give you moments of, like, reflection. Mm-hmm. They definitely pace it to where, although it is slightly jarring mm-hmm. for everything that's going on, they at least explain what happened during that time where it's like, okay, cool, yeah. I get it. You don't want to show us just months of practice. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And then, yeah, and then, and, and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the whole thing. So I guess I'm going to... Get you guys to chuck on your spoiler chicken hats, and we're going to be discussing this pretty freeform today, because um, I feel like it's kind of the best way to discuss things like this. We've gone through sports anime's before, where we discussed them like episode by episode, game by game, and I have a feeling that with this anime, it's not so much centered around the games as they happen much later on, and it's more centered mm-hmm. around the the people and their relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like we'll keep this one a little bit more freeform today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's jump into this animation talk, because I feel like we need to get this out of the way first. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get off my chest. Yeah. The, the CGI on just all of their movements, whenever they switch to CGI, is atrocious. It goes, yeah, it, it goes from, like, regular anime to, like, Ruby. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, everything around it will still be done in 2D. You just have these 3D character models moving around. Yeah. And yet they will immediately switch to them doing said motion in a 2D animation. Because animation, whenever it's 2D and just flowing normally, is really good. Mm -hmm. Like, the animation style, I would give about a 7. Maybe a a 7.5. Yeah. And yet it they put in the 3D character models to do actions that they could easily cover up with other things. Yeah, they could have easily animated see, them. Yeah, we have 2D animation mm-hmm. of bat swinging and everything else and things connecting. And yet for some reason, or they even did some shots of the 3D models swinging a bat, but they turned them black on white. Yeah. And that was fine because it seems more fluid. Yeah. But then you see these clunky 3D models whenever they're fully colored, like speak. Especially speaking, my god, why are you doing that whenever you're having the character speak? Just show their head like any other normal anime. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, and there's a couple of moments in there where it was especially jarring when you would see a 2D character and a 3D model in the same shot 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple of times where you see, like, Yomi, who's on the mound, and she's talking to someone, or, like, it's, like, her watching as someone in the field is is catching the ball, and the person catching the ball is the model, but she on the mound, who's watching, is 2D, and it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And Big Windup didn't have this issue, and it was much older than this anime. Yeah, there's plenty of baseball animes. There's um, Major, which is a baseball anime that's been going, uh, I think the first episode came out in like late 90s, early 2000s, and that I've watched every episode of, and it was, it was fantastically drawn, all in 2D, and didn't have any of the the jarring. I don't know what they were going for with the 3D models, like if they were just trying to make it so that it seemed more lifelike and realistic. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like there has been plenty of examples of animes that have done things in that same way that it isn't as drastic as this. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I agree. There was a lot that they could have done to fix... That there are some of the times where they used the 3D models that it was fine. Yeah, in the first couple like episodes, especially in the last episode or two. Yeah, the last episode and the first episode, I think, were the best. It's those middle ones where it got kind of choppy, which mm-hmm. I also have to say I will give them kind of leeway for because of the fact that this was when they were being sent home, home studios, COVID, all that kind of stuff. And you see that especially in episode four, where the 2D drawings look like they have been outsourced or they look like they were working with half of their team members or something because they are disproportionate. They are not normal. Mm-hmm. They are very thin. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's... Yeah, I don't... I will give them props because they did a phenomenal job doing like a typical softball build mm-hmm. on the players, which that's really astute attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So props on them for getting kind of the build right, mm-hmm. but then that one episode. <laughs> yeah, I I actually really do appreciate that the, the I will say that the women with big chests because they do have big chests have butts and thighs to match. Like they look like they are mm-hmm. all athletes in that like the more built I don't I don't want to say stocky but stockier sense. You know <clears throat> they are mm-hmm. they are broader women with lots of muscle, and their bodies show that. And it's it's fitting for the sport that they're in, and I do appreciate that because in anime, in animation in general, in media in general, that wouldn't always be shown. Mm-hmm. And in I don't know, it's nice to see the women get a showing like that for once. Yeah, because typically you have the men that are just overly drawn, like to the point to where it's like slightly detracting in a sense. Yeah, but for this, everything was right. Like they were not sexualized in any way. It was just proper attention to detail, I guess, is what I'm looking for here. Mm. It was also nice to see girls with different heights. Mm-hmm. Like, tall girls. Yeah, Yomi was tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Which, I mean, I guess for pitching is a good thing. But still, she was taller than a lot of her team. Yeah, and that's one thing that they Especially her catcher. I feel like the catcher was abnormally small. Yeah, Tamaki. For a catcher being what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've gotten the animation talk off of my chest. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll get into thoughts and feelings about the show. What did you think of the big reveal as to why the club previously went on hiatus? Why would you put them on hiatus over this? Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, how did it get so quote unquote out of hand that it warranted shutting down the whole club for a year? Yeah, that's that's where I was at as well. It seemed like they were trying to go for the hazing vibe. But that's typical in sports anime of the seniors hazing the juniors. Like, that's what all anime gives off. You know, it's like a respect your seniors mm-hmm. type and of vibe. And then the hazing just went too far. And so, but, but how is it so bad to warrant shutting down the whole club? And then just letting it come back? Like, if it got so bad to the point where you have to shut down the whole club, like something really, really dramatic happens, mm-hmm. why would you then allow the club to come back the following year and allow members of the previous club to join again. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if you were going to let the club come back, it would be a, you're completely banned from baseball at this school thing. And like, yeah. and if you were doing it to the whole team, then you do it to the whole team. Mm-hmm. So, but it didn't seem like anything was 
that bad. It seemed like their training was really extreme and it seemed like they weren't being treated well, but it didn't seem like there was, it got to the point where it, in my opinion, it seemed like it was like one or two individuals or like the upper, like third years that were taking it too mm. far. And it didn't seem like, it seemed like you could just eliminate those and then everybody else would have been fine. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It was a really weird situation and they did not play that off well to where it made sense to me. Yeah, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like it was enough. Mm-hmm. I, I was left feeling lackluster. You know, it's supposed to be this big reveal of why these two baseball students refuse to join the new baseball club, why they are practicing elsewhere, why all of their friends left, why they acted like people transferred schools. And it was just left with uh, one flashback. Maybe it's just the way that they did it. Maybe it's not even the the content of how bad it was or whatever. It's just that they didn't make you feel like it really affected them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it didn't hinder them no. in any way, other than like murmurs of the crowd going, "Oh, wasn't that the school that you know had to go on hiatus?" Yeah. Like, just what? But it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. It's not like they were beating the shit out of the juniors with a broom. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it just. I was left feeling like it wasn't emotionally impactful enough on the players mm-hmm. to be so detrimental into them refusing to join. Agreed. I feel like they, they needed... I don't even think they needed to change anything necessarily. I just feel like they needed to show more. Either that or just be like, oh, no one wanted to join the baseball team. They didn't have enough to make it a club, so it got shut down. Mm-hmm. I get rid of all that shit, then that would make more sense to me. Yeah, or they had a coach that ended up going to prison. I don't know. Like, for something unrelated, but it left, like, a tarnished reputation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Or their coach cheated for them without them knowing. Mm -hmm. You know? Manipulated the scores or something, and and somehow cheated for them, and the, the team didn't know, but because they felt so bad or whatever, they dispersed, or the team got disbanded because of it. And then they were allowed to come back the following year because the coach was fired. Yeah, it's like the team got suspended over that or something. Yeah, shit. and the suspension know. was up because it had you know suspended for the length of this tournament, and then the next yeah. tournament they could come back. Yeah, one of those type of scenarios. Yeah, I feel like that would have made more sense. I don't know. I w- I would be interested to read the manga and see how it was portrayed in the manga and if it makes me feel more than this one did. Because mm-hmm. maybe the manga has more information on it. Yeah. Oh, another thing that really bugged me, and this is just a personal thing. So you know when um, Tamaki meets her previous picture that she was um, catching for in middle school? Mm-hmm. And picture is like uh, bragging about her relationship with Tamaki and Yomi is like, yeah, but my relationship is better now with her. I was so mad that Yomi wasn't like, yeah, but I've known her since elementary school. Like, that would have been the first thing that I would have said. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that that didn't get brought up. Yeah. I was sitting there being like, like that kind of ah. ticked me off too. It's like, you have known her since you were a child. Yeah, use that. Bring that up. That's like, leverage. she's been catching for you longer than she ever caught for you. Yeah. Because now you've just left her thinking that she was, that they were the first battery. But no, Yomi, uh, Yomi and Tamaki have been a battery for since they could throw and catch a ball. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Big dumb. Mm-hmm. What else is there that we can talk about? How did you feel about the twins and the, the fact that Yoshino never actually played the game and always just ended up being manager like the whole time? I mean, she fit the typical anime manager role of... You know, I can see what all these people are good at, so I'm going to go this route. Whereas the other twin had all of the athletic ability. Yeah, Ibuki. So, yeah, so therefore she could push herself and actually be a part of the team. So it was a good twin dynamic, and I think it was a good fit for the overall story of the show as well. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to... I'm interested about Ibuki because she has that whole mimic thing mm-hmm. um, that she can like replicate different pitches and stuff and that's like the reason why Yoshino is is one of the reasons why Yoshino is so good at data is because she can visually see through Ibuki mimicking mm-hmm. um I would I'm interested to see if the if this gets another season where that goes because they were kind of hinting that she is going to become a prominent player mm-hmm. in, in the although team. part of me doesn't see that totally yeah because it has limitations. It does. And we saw that in, what is it, Kurokonobasuke mm-hmm. with the Mimikyu. But also even in this, because the first game of the tournament yeah. 
where they like she With the was able throw? to completely copy the submarine throw and the sidestep that she went with but it doesn't it didn't have the same effect and the same speed mm-hmm. so it's a good mimic and i think they could use that for practice purposes but that's about it i don't foresee it becoming a prominent thing until maybe her second or third year like if the next season finishes out the summer tournament and then they fast forward a year mm-hmm. well they have a to where they're like a fully fledged team mm-hmm. then i could see something like that happening yeah do you think that there's gonna be the character arc for her of um she has to find her own way because her mimicking is no good or do you think that her mimicking is going to get to the point where she can that becomes her weapon i could see it going either way and I don't necessarily have a preference either way, mm-hmm. because you can already see that she knows her limitations with her mimicking. So she's either going to build off of it or just try to find her own way with it. Mm-hmm. And I think a character arc either way is fine. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about that team that they were playing that just wanted to go home? Their first team in the tournament. It, it didn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because they just only want to play baseball with each other. Yeah. So they don't care about playing with opponents. They just want to get it over. But also at the same time, they hate losing. So they developed a style specifically for ending games as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And that to me just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But if you have the ability and the talent to force that style of game on people, then I mean, hey, have at it. But for me, having played baseball and been through all of that, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, I mean... I suppose because in this case they have a, what was it? What did they call it? Like a pity rule? If you get so many runs ahead of a another team, then they end the game. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of that in Little League. Like if you get more than like eight or ten runs over another team, then they just call it because obviously you're just walking all over them. Yeah, and that makes sense. But like, I guess that's the only way that they could make this work because I was going to say that tactic wouldn't work if they didn't have that rule because you would have the same amount of innings anyways. Mm -hmm. so yeah okay you could change the time a little bit by like trying to get people out faster so that you know get three outs in a row and then it switches but like that's probably not going to make so much of a difference compared to the alternative you know it would only be them winning by such a drastic time by such Mm -hmm. a drastic amount that it, it really affects the time limit yeah because then they were the ones that ended up getting mercy ruled anyway yeah so it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Did the game end sooner than it should have? Yes, but also they lost. So what good did that get you? Yeah, and it seemed like it was only the the battery that had kind of come up with that. The rest of the team were just following along with their vibe and they were first years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Well, it was one of those, the rest of the team felt that way as well. They just wanted to get the game over with. Yeah. However, it just kind of... I don't know. It was weird to see because it's not something that you typically see in real life whenever it comes to baseball. Yeah, it's not something I've seen in a sports anime either. It's a different angle to go for and I'm not sure how I feel about it because, yeah, it just seemed like they kind of didn't care. And that is Mm -hmm. insulting to the team that they're playing against. Mm -hmm. Like if you just want to play baseball with each other, then don't play in tournaments. Yeah. Just treat it like an actual club, not a sports team. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. I feel like if you're going to compete in a tournament, you should compete in the tournament and, and give your respect to the opponents of playing them a serious game. Mm-hmm. Because if you love playing baseball, but only with each other, then you like, are you yeah. really playing baseball? You like practice. Yeah. Because- I don't know. It's fucking weird. I don't really- Because they didn't seem like a big school either. They didn't seem like they had enough people to play to like a, to play a game within themselves. You know, they they seemed like they only had enough people to play, I don't know, the equivalent of five-a-side. I don't know what you, what you would have in baseball that would be that equivalent. Just It's just practice. Mm. You can't play a game like that. And isn't... No, you can't. So it just doesn't... It doesn't make yeah. sense for them to be that way. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that that angle. I thought that was... I mean, it's a good way to eliminate the first opponent without you feeling too bad for them because it you're just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They should go, you know? Mm-hmm. And... But like... Also, when we see other sports animes where you find opponents that you end up really, really liking the opponents for, you never lose that feeling of wanting your team to win, though. You still want the main characters to win. Mm -hmm. Even if you gain absolute respect for the opponents and end up really liking them as a team, you still, like, you don't lose that sense. So I don't know if that's, like, an angle that they were going for, of, like, we don't want to 
make them like the other team enough to where they want them to lose i don't know well we also hadn't like we weren't connected enough to the main team at this point anyway yeah let alone start caring about other teams yeah also don't know how i feel about them winning that last game either they shouldn't have statistically i mean realistically no they shouldn't have i get it it's a team game and you know anything can happen but it just didn't it was just a feel-good moment. And because of that feel-good moment, it also made me think that maybe we're not going to get a second season. Yeah, it does kind of seem like they could wrap it up there and it could be fine. But also because they haven't completed the tournament, it does kind of leave you off unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. And I could care less about them finishing the next tournament. I like the show and I would like to see it continue if they could fix the fucking animation. Mm-hmm. But they definitely left us hanging high and dry, but also we got our happy moment. So it's like, if we get it, then that's fine, but also don't see myself remembering this down the road if a second season does come out. Yeah, because they've only just gotten out of their group, right? So now they're going into the next... So what are they in, like, quarterfinal? I think it's going to be, like, the quarterfinals yeah. or semifinals, something like that. Yeah. How did you feel about um, Nozomi ruining her form by going for a home run? Well, they hinted at it earlier, yeah. and they weren't going to hint at something if they weren't actually going to do it. Yeah. Because... Also, how did she lose her form? Like, there was nothing about that that was different. Yeah, I feel like if they were going to make a big point out of that, they should have made a visual point out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, maybe she had to step more, throw herself out of whack or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing about that to where her form was ruined. And in fact, with baseball, it basically takes perfect form to be able to hit a home run. Yeah, I feel like they could have... Even if they had just done, like, a close-up of her hands shifting on the bat, you know? So it's like, that's where she's mm-hmm. comfortable holding the bat and her grip changes when she's going for a home run. That would make sense to me. Because it, it would feel uncomfortable for her to do that because it's not where she normally is. And and I could see that as her thinking that she is ruining her form. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. There is... There's so much to like about the show, but at the same time, they did so much unnecessary stuff and they went wrong in so many areas to where it's weird to get cohesive thoughts about the show yeah i feel like we've kind of been shitting on it and i don't mean to like to like be a downer on it because it is a really good show and i definitely enjoyed my time watching it i just can't help Mm -hmm. compare it to all of the other sports animes that i've watched and it just doesn't hold up and you see i don't compare it to anything else we've watched because the closest thing to it that we've watched is big wind up Mm -hmm. and we watched that back whenever we first started the podcast so to me it's dead to me yeah and I've seen a whole bunch Although of baseball it's, anime it's there, not, so. I enjoyed it, so it doesn't, I don't have really anything to compare it to at this point. However, there's a lot of stuff that they did right, and there's a lot of baseball stuff that they did right, where it's like, okay, this is fun to watch, mm-hmm. and it makes me rehash old memories. However, I don't know, if they had just fixed the animation, I probably would have came into this as happy of a camper as I could possibly be. Yeah, I do feel like that that gave a... Uh... It was kind of, I feel like it was just messy. And because the animation was messy, it makes me pick apart other things as well that I don't mm-hmm. think that I would pick apart if the animation was cleaner. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. feel like it's, you know, when you like go into a room and there's like plates on the side and because there's plates on the side, you notice that the cushions on the, the chair are all messed up and the blanket's not folded and the rug's not square, you know? And, and if mm. those plates weren't on the side, you would have just thought, oh, this looks like a cozy room. But because you see that one thing, you then start seeing everything else. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of how I am with this anime. And the, But there's so much that I like about it. I love the fact that there are female characters, and that it is a female-based sports anime. Frickin' love that. I mm-hmm. love the body proportions. I love the, uh, the 2D animation in general. I think the characters look really cute. Voice acting in general is really good. There was one character, it is Yoshino, one of the twins, that I found annoying at times because of her high-pitched voice, but I think that's just personal preference. And I liked the fact that although they didn't explain baseball in any way, I still feel like you could watch it without having any prior knowledge of baseball and understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think it's solid. I think it's a good first season, and I'm, I'm... hoping that they do have a second season because i would like to see this progress and improve Mm, yeah i would love to see a second season i'd love to see them progress and just see how it's gonna go but i can't i can't give it any higher than a six and it feels wrong to give it a six as much as i enjoyed it yeah 
but I can't get past the animation and I can't get past the plot holes. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about like a, a five and a half, six as well for me. I I really like that their coach has some really good jokes in there, some visual jokes from her, being um, that mm-hmm. she's really good at baseball because she is an alumni of the school and used to be on their team when their team went to nationals. That's a good storyline. Mm-hmm. I like that. It it definitely felt like those high Q humor moments with her as well. Mm-hmm. Tori, that was really enjoyable. And again, there's so much to like about it. I want to give it a higher grade. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah, I really like that their that their teacher was like doing things and then breaking her back over it. Like I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. It was. It was just good fun. There's quite a few characters in the team though that I don't feel like we got enough on, and I think we can only get more on when there's more more episodes. We need another season. Because there's quite a few characters I that I just feel like I don't know. They mm-hmm. come on screen and I'm and like, It does hey. make me want to just search out the manga just to give it a read. Because mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to give it a read. Yeah, because there was that really, really interesting moment with uh, Shiragiku, who's the kendo girl, where mm-hmm. she was uh, hitting the fastball. And because of the pacing of the ball was different, she used her like sword measurement to be able to... Mm-hmm know when the ball like to get her timing right and i thought that was really interesting and i would have loved to have seen more from that and i feel like we're only going to get more of that in later episodes like in an, in another season if we get one because it seemed like there's a lot hinting around her considering that they showed her parent her mom was there and her kendo club members were there mm-hmm. and uh, and i feel like there was more set up for her than any of the other not so well-known characters and yet that was her only shining moment, mm-hmm. too. It was so weird. And that, in fact, was really jarring to me as well. Yeah. But I don't know. I want to see more. I want to see the characters grow. And there's just so much more info that we need on a lot of the characters. Because I'm a sucker for character development. So give me more character development. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like there's... I don't know enough about them. I want to know more. I, I, do, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. feel a huge emotional connection to any of them because I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yomi's kind of one-dimensional at this po- moment as well. She doesn't she hasn't gotten upset yet about anything. Mm-hmm. She's had those moments, but then she's just immediately back to being a happy, giddy character, and it's not it's not growth. Like you see growth as a player, but not growth as a person. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not enough character development yeah. for me. Well, the only growth that you saw was in the first episode where they were like, Hey, you should join a team, and she was like, No, I, I don't want to join a baseball team, I quit baseball, and then they were like, Oh, no, you should join our team, we'll be friends, and you can throw. And mm-hmm. and then she was like, Okay, cool, I'm gonna join a baseball team. And then after that episode, the very first episode, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I just feel like I'm not emotionally connected with these characters. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing, like, there's no true substance to latch on to yet. Yeah. Give us a two-core second season and we'll talk. Yeah, but then I feel like there are other animes out there that in 12 episodes have done so much more. I mean, yes. But also, again, it was kind of just a stepping stone. Yeah. And it was a smaller studio, so I'm not gonna... I don't want to sit here and say that I give them a pass on stuff like that because they're a smaller studio. But at the same time, I give them a slight pass. Because of COVID, I definitely give them a pass on episode four. I'm kind of like striking that from the record as to why the 2D animation was just not good there. But the 3D animation yeah, my, was consistent. My six has nothing to do with four. Yeah. Yeah. The 3D animation was consistent, though. That was a choice, unlike episode four, which seemed like a plan B. Mm-hmm. And even if it was a choice due specifically to COVID situations, mm-hmm. they had better options. Because there were times whenever it was seamless and it fit in, but so then well, there are other yeah. times where it's just awful. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more from this studio, though. That's that's one thing that I I am excited about from this. I know that next time we cover something from this studio, we'll be able to look at this and have a really good comparison. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the studio keeps producing more content, and I hope they keep producing content that's kind of not necessarily outside of the box because I wouldn't call a baseball sports anime outside of the box, but it's definitely on the edge of the box because of it being an all-female team. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more unique choices coming out from the studio and and I'm excited to see if they continue using a combination of 2D and 3D animation to see how that progresses as they produce more content. Mm-hmm. So shall we shall we wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up. So you can find the absolutely lovely blue lavender on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender she does not stream now but if you want to check her out in case she ever decides to do it again 
you can find her on there. She's also on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM, where she posts stream updates, art updates, lots of art updates. I enjoy seeing arts <laughs> over on the Instagram. So you can find her there. She also has an Instagram for her dog Tilly at the best Tilly Bean. If you like wholesome doggo pictures, that's the place to go. Yeah. And if you like the the voice that has joined me today, you can find him on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. He is also on Instagram under the same handle. He also runs our Instagram and Twitter at BNB Anime. We're at BNB Anime on all social medias. So if you are unsure, just search that and you'll find us. We're also on YouTube. I forgot to say that we have fun memes on the Instagram. Check those out. They're great fi- a great time. I can speak words. I can say them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have a YouTube channel, and at our YouTube channel, we have all of our previously archived episodes with some handy dandy fun thumbnails. Well, you can check those out that have been done by a very good friend of the podcast, and we do appreciate those thumbnails. He also, every now and again, helps us out with editing, so that's great. We love that too. Big preach. Mm hmm. If you want to know more about us, though, or you want links to your favorite listening platform for our episodes, or I don't know, behind the scenes stuff, or friends of the show, information, who we are, photos of our faces, our pictures of our artwork, all kinds of different stuff. You can find all of that on our website, www.bnbanime.com. It's all there. It's a good fun time. You should go check it out. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, laid back camp, because I'm ready for some good, wholesome anime. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It seems just like a wholesome rom-com. Not rom-com. Fuck. A wholesome comedy, maybe. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't to know. Watch. I've heard great things about it. Yeah. Because one of the anime podcasts that I listened to talked about it. And so I'm curious to watch it and give our own thoughts on it. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.